Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Hera on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Living Force Podcast. Know the code. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. A Utini Podcast Network production. All right, everybody, gear up. We're going out there. Episode 207, The Bad Batch Season 2 Finale Predictions. Good soldiers follow orders. On this episode, it's coming down to the wire with Utini Book Madness. Besides, look at that. How can we lose? Yeah. We get a life update from Corey. Unexpected, but not unwelcome. And the Utini crew talks about their predictions over the season finale of The Bad Batch. Hello, man. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Henkel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Living Force, a Utini Network podcast all about the Bad Batch and the madness of books in March. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight is the full crew back together again, reunited, like the Bad Batch never will be. Maybe. We'll find out. Uh, but joining me, of course, is all my all my all my best bad bitches to talk about the Bad Batch, starting off with the man <laughs> returning triumphantly after umpteen weeks, Dr. Corey Helton. Hey Great man. To serve. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How's everybody uh, doing? I uh, it's been a long time. Literally weeks. Who are you? Uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't know. I'm in a hotel room. I'm in. I know. Who are you? I'm in Kingsport. Let's have Tennessee. an icebreaker. Everyone go around and just room. say something about yourself. My fun fact. <laughs> my fun fact is my internet's real laggy. Uh, that's all I got. Hopefully my sound sounds okay. That's all that really matters. But uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back. It's been a really long time. I've missed you guys. We've missed you back. too. We miss you too, buddy. I'm glad you're here. Um, and of course, who else is here? The man who always reminds us that good doctors follow orders. Dr. Charles Hankel. Good doctors sign their orders, right, Corey? Um, I'm glad that you're here, Corey, not just because you're my friend and I've missed you, but also because I don't like being the first one that, that we go to at the top of the show. You're really responsible <laughs> for a lot of the energy. and It's a lot of pressure, not, it's not, I will say. <laughs> yeah. Um, if we, if we're actually doing fun facts, um, can I also repeat the fun fact? Are we allowed to repeat fun facts? My internet is also laggy. Can I yeah! use that? Excellent. That's so fun. Um, that's why y'all tune in, uh, for unpredictable tech, uh, but also unpredictable moments of greatness, of light, of love and joy. But none of those emotions are possible, of course, with the well of purity and goodness that flows throughout the entirety of the living force. It's Wes Jenkins. Hey, buddy. Hey, good evening, everybody. Um, fun facts. My internet always works. You're welcome um, to <laughs> three of you. And, Corey, question for you. How low did you turn that thermostat when you got into that room? Dude, 68, bro. As low as it could go. As soon as I walked in the damn door, I turned that shit way down. Hopefully it doesn't crank way up in the middle of the, the, middle of the show, but it's, uh, it's pretty frosty in here now. As uh, you do, yes. I mean, you get that thing down to like 60 and you just wear it. Even though you're freezing, you're just like, I'm never going to get this in home because I'm afraid of what the bill's going to look like. <laughs> 
Well, everyone, you've learned quite a lot about Wes in that moment, and I guess Corey as well. Take all um, the toiletries and take the toilet paper from the roll. They don't. They replace it. It's all right. <laughs> take it all. Take it all. It's probably at least half ply. Uh, everyone else it's at terrible. home, though, um, whether you've stolen your toilet paper or bought it yourself, we're glad you're here. Welcome into the show. Uh, if you're watching us on video, make sure you're liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and if you're listening to us later in the week, I hope you're doing great. I promise not to do any jump scares tonight. I do apologize for last week to the couple folks that said they were listening in their car. My bad. Um, but we're happy you're here. Uh, at the top of the show, uh, we, we've been doing our book madness recap. Um, if you're unfamiliar, uh, Utini has been doing a book madness bracket throughout the month of March. Um, we have had so many amazing matchups going through. We're going to go over those in a second. But before we get to those, tonight is a very, very, very special night. If you're watching us live, uh, if you're listening to us later, you will already know this. But, folks, we have in the bracket our first ever tie that's right we literally have a tie between padawan by kirsten white and the han solo trilogy by ac crispin both of these have gotten 387 votes on all four platforms so tonight we're going to have a one hour sudden death vote um, across everyone (laughs) um so on youtube instagram uh, stories, Twitter, and Discord. As of right now, you can go and vote for Padawan and the Han Solo trilogy. This is open only for a single hour while this show is going live. I have just <clears throat> DM'd the glorious Amir, who is running this whole thing, to push those lives. So they should be live momentarily. <laughs> go vote. Um, this is it. Um, this is exciting. We're gonna see live in an hour who wins. And, yep, I got confirmation. They've all been posted, everybody. So, go vote for Padawan or the Han Solo Trilogy right now. This will be the next person, I believe, in the round of 16, I want to say. Um, so, yeah, fellas, since we're live here and just having a good time, um, who would we vote for in this? Charles, you're the, you're the, you're the easy, easy vote, so let's just go. Solo. Because <laughs> you hate Obi-Wan. Famous. Yeah, right. that's right. That's right. Uh, I will also second that. Han Solo Trilogy, some of the first Legends books I remember reading as well. This is an obvious one for me. I definitely voted for Han Solo Trilogy already in multiple places. It's allowed. As maybe <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go do it again right now. A few of you, if not all John. of you, have probably already hinted at. Um, I have not read the Han Solo Trilogy, so I was going to pick Padawan four times, by the way. So, Oh, man. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's just primarily based on... I haven't read Han Solo, Han Solo trilogy Listen, yet. All you need to know good. about the Han Solo trilogy. Preach it. Do orgasmic it. Orgasmic dinosaurs. That's all you need to orgasmic know. Orgasmic dinosaurs. I was gonna say sex rhinos, but close I'm so enough. Hot right now. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, Kisto, thank you for the super chat of five dollars to break the tie. Uh, oh. We don't take bribes, but I like your try. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Maybe, we maybe we, maybe we do take bribes. Everything. Corey, you we have probably took away Corey's power. We should we talk about Corey's it a power. little bit before we just don't take the bribe. <laughs> um, I will say my vote is also for the Han Solo trilogy. Padawan was a really fun read, but Crispin writes the best Han Solo, period, in, period, canon, period, and, period, legends, period. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned. We'll tell you in the next hour who wins. Uh, very exciting. I didn't think this was going to mathematically happen. Uh, but make sure you're going on all of 
Discord, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter to get your votes in. Now, Wes, uh, run us through some of our winners from this past week that are already done and are going to be moving on to the next round. Okay, so we'll just breeze through here. Um, looks like the Darth Bane trilogy is Whew. cutting a rug to <laughs> through to the Sweet Sixteen. They're dancing. Uh, and They're dancing, the baby. Dark Lord, the Rise of Darth Vader, five sixteen to one sixty nine. Uh, pretty Whew. handily. Pretty handily. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, the the real question is: Would Darth Bane uh, handedly destroy Darth Vader like this vote? Oh, That'd be a God. Fun conversation. oh it's it's a huge maybe. It's a huge if if Vader had stayed dark as long as Bane did, maybe. Uh, also, shout out uh, to Amir who's running our our poll. As I said, uh, he also made all these all the art for all the p- pictures that you're seeing. And this one, uh, if you look at this, you're like, yeah, that guy should win. Yeah. I would, I would vote for that Sith for Lord. sure. I think yeah. he, he would destroy. Prepare everything. to be blown away. That's fair. Next up, that's fair. Is Woo! the High Republic: The Rising Storm a five forty eight tally to X Wing Rogue Squadron series, a whole series mm. of books at two eighty five. Mm. So um, the Rising Storm takes that uh, pretty handily as well. Checks out. Yep. Checks out. Yeah. Rogue Squadron. Um, yeah. Love, oh, I'm just this, breezing this through. Is a great one. This is a great one. Charles, do you agree? Kenobi 557 to Resistance Reborn 285. I agree. I mean, I want to see Kenobi go as far as it can possibly go. I also love this image uh, that Amir put together for this. And uh, no shade to Resistance Reborn. That is actually a great novel. I really enjoyed talking about that one with you guys. And I think it probably earned those 285 votes, but not the 558 that it needed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Really good, but yeah, Kenobi's in our in our uh, essential six for a reason, you know. Yeah, great job, but do better. <laughs> <laughs> go back, make a second draft. Here we uh, go, Darth Plagueis, six oh nine versus Aftermath trilogy, which is only at three sixteen. Another single book that defeats a trilogy or a series of books, six oh nine to three sixteen. What do you think? Yeah. I think this was obvious. Uh, Darth Plagueis is a freaking yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It's so I good. will say, it's so long and it's say, so good. I know. As as Team Aftermath, three sixteen against Plagueis is way more than I thought I was going to get. Um, I I do love seeing in the in the <clears throat> succeeding years since Aftermath's release. I feel like it's gotten this kind of second life of people going back to read it after like the initial disappointment when it was released. Well, since people have less expectations on kind of what it's about. Um, so great showing, but yeah, Plagueis is, I mean, come on. This is a it's, fantastic it's image, a, <laughs> by the way. It's a juggernaut, yeah. yeah no, for you YouTube viewers, this is a fantastic image, especially yeah, the light our, bouncing off his face. <laughs> our friends at Legends Look Back uh, tweeted out that it looks like Palpatine is being, is saying, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And the last image I got just for everybody is Thrawn. 631, the original canon of Thrawn, versus yep. Labyrinth of Evil at 184. Mm. Great book, though. Yeah. Um, kind of saw this one coming, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is the so, uh, Barnes & Noble like... special edition cover image, too, yeah, it by is. the way. Oh, I love that I one. Right that's beautiful. It was black. It had a black background instead of white. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and also, this one, isn't, this one will be done by the time uh, this comes out on audio, everybody. Uh, currently, one of the ultimate matchups of all time is happening. Uh, Lost Stars <laughs> and the Legends Thrawn trilogy are going head to head as we speak. Right. <laughs> and uh, 
We already oh, had a, we already had an internal company discussion today about how like we're probably going to get canceled because Lost Stars is probably going to win. <laughs> <laughs> then it's going to be like this is not our fault. This is a vote. <laughs> we have it's nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an exciting one. And I mean, that's the thing. As we keep going, these mashups are just going to get harder and harder and harder. So yeah, um, yeah. Stay tuned, everybody, for that. I uh, quick update. Even since we started doing this. Uh, Padawan and Han Solo are tied 50-50 on Twitter as we speak. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Break the ties. Text your friends. I know you're watching us live right now, and I love that. But please, take a second. Go campaign. Go on Twitter. Go on Discord. Tell you know your, your, your stories. Help everybody out. So love that. Thank you all for that, and we'll keep you posted. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got okay. so excited. I got so excited. Um, so our little life update section now. Uh, obviously, we haven't seen Corey in a while. I'm excited to hear what you've been up to, man. Um, I do want to just take a quick second, though. Last week, I said, hey, I'm reading Mistborn for the first time. I like this a lot. Since then, um, I read the first book, and I bought the deluxe version of the second one, Well of Ascension, which is this gorgeous deluxe uh, leather-bound hardcover from Brandon Sanderson's website directly, Dragonsteel, I think, is the publisher, which I also like that he's getting all the money for it, not that he needs a dollar more. Um, but yeah, guys, I, I, I'm obsessed with this world now. I'm into it. Uh, I finished all of Mistborn on Sunday in a binge, and I started this immediately, and it's one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen. So, that was a good-looking bug, for sure. That's it, it for me, yeah. yeah. It has, uh, it has I, red <laughs> lettering. Tell us about the, tell them about the lettering. Yeah. It's like the so you know how like in the Bible whenever Jesus speaks it's in red. Um, <laughs> some of y'all got that. Uh, so in this Man, one, funny. it's amazing that at, at the beginning of every chapter, there's like the the first couple words are in caps lock and they're written in red. I don't know if you can see it much on the video, but it's in like there's red um, coloring in all of the symbols. There's giant maps in the front and there's like doubly large maps and there's covers from all the other versions of the book over the last 10 years and like it's just a fantasy geek's dream so if you're a sanderson fan or if you've read one book like me and are now realizing it's going to become your whole personality again uh (laughs) highly recommend i i make i make a decent amount of frivolous purchases in my life but i was telling the guys beforehand this is the first one that i bought that i'm like you know what for the craftsmanship of what it is this actually is worth the price it's not it's cheaper than some of the exclusive Star Wars editions, frankly. Um, and, yeah, he does it for a lot of his books. So, highly recommend that. Uh, and, JG, great question. Is there a reason for the red lettering? Nope. It's not any, like, certain <clears throat> characters speak in red or anything that I've seen just yet. I do believe there is one of his deluxe books where a god character speaks in purple, as I was doing my research. But not so far in this one. I'm only five chapters in. So, well, Ascension. I'm obsessed, and I'm loving it. Eric, do they, um, make, do they make Mistborn Funkos? Have you ever looked into that? God dang it. I don't think so, but... You got more shelves to put on that wall, Eric. Uh, 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 Kelsier, the character from Mistborn, is, was in Fortnite, though, which was wild. Are you serious? I looked that up. Really? Yeah. yeah what was. has not been in Fortnite at this point? To be in Fortnite. Um, I don't know. They should, Funko Pop. They should, that upsets should, me more than it should. They should, like, nope. leave some major plot details for Star Wars with Fortnite. That'd be a good idea. That'd be great. That'd be, Brand- hey, Sanderson, you can hide your next Cosmere in Fortnite. It'd be great. There you uh, go. <clears throat> yeah, that's me. Having a great time. Read Star Wars. Read non-Star Wars. Read all kinds of books. It's good for you. Um, 
Corey, what's up? Yes. What have you been doing? Hello. I've not been here in one, two, three, four, five weeks, guys. I just counted. Oh, man. What have I been doing? Uh, Well, I don't look it now because I'm hungover as all hell from yesterday, which I'll talk about. Uh, But uh, I am, like, loving life, honestly, guys, right now. I mean, like, uh, my work schedule is really fun, like... I do a little bit of traveling. Um, I just got back from Charleston for a wedding. We had a good time. Um, I remember I told you guys that uh, Chase Travel screwed me over and they messed up my hotel and I was going to lose a whole bunch of money. Well, I fought with them today and got that money back, so that's good. Oh, that's um, one of your favorite I, things. No, you, I know. You legitimately love, love getting refunds. I do. I love getting refunds, <laughs> especially when I've been when I've been wronged. Love to give it to the man. Yes. Um, but I think the biggest thing I've been doing a lot lately is is the sim racing thing. You guys have heard me talk about the sim rig and doing that stuff, and uh, I'm having so much fun with that. I'm having so much fun. In fact, I haven't even showed you guys this because I wanted to happen on the show. I may or may not have brought uh, <laughs> a, a portable. Oh my god! <laughs> I applaud uh, you, I, sir. That's incredible. I know. I have an entire separate bag uh, for my doctor travels um, now for a wheel and pedals and my laptop top and i can set it up in sim race uh in a hotel so <laughs> i'm having so much I fun with that i love that for you i love it's that gonna, so much That's i great. know i know i never thought that i'd be as into racing as this is and this is insane i'm just obsessed with it like it's physics and cars and oh man i've already started getting targeted advertisements for like porsche and stuff now i'm like oh my god this is really bad <laughs> this is a very <laughs> expensive a hobby <laughs> I never thought this was going to happen. This is too expensive of a hobby. This is, like, not usually my jam, so... If you um, like racing at home, try racing in real life. I know. I know. know. That's why I built the sim rig in the first place, is Caitlin was like, Caitlin's like, so you never can do real race cars. I hope you realize that, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, you're totally right. I'm going to build a really fancy mm, simulation mm. one instead. Nope, it's gonna happen. One day. I'm sorry. To you're going to get a custom racer helmet with like, but it's going to be like Wedge's helmet, but it's going to be, and so you're going to race cars, and it's going to oh, be great. Oh my god, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> you were on video. You should have seen Corey's smile that just went over his face. Yeah, he's thinking about I know. it. I am. The next time we get together, we need to go like go kart racing. Oh my, oh my god. god, yes. Yes, please. That would be so much that fun. That sounds there's amazing. Really, Corey's really like, can I have the manual? Sorry, this is automatic. <laughs> Corey's just Tokyo better? drifting, and we're all, the rest of us are just chugging along. <laughs> oh, man. There's a couple ones pretty close to Asheville. That uh, that sim racing bar I told you I was part of for a little while. I haven't been back because of all the traveling, but uh, they go like once a quarter or something and race together and stuff. And It's not far. I think it's like two hours from Asheville. So. It's probably Charlotte. Honestly, I bet it's in Charlotte. Isn't there like a Charlotte Motor Speedway? <laughs> I said, we are too. There is a Charlotte Motor Speedway. I've been there. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well we're planning. This is what Why have you been there? This I is what our know now. group chat looks like. Uh, one of my friends came to town who's big into racing, and he took me along to a race. Oh, nice. That's oh. Funny. Yeah. yeah That's the <laughs> not, not, not the best place to go and have a conversation. You know? You don't go there and, and catch yeah. up on things. No. Just, it's a lot of this. Guys. It's a lot of like. Yeah. So you're telling me you go with guys you, you talk to every day and on video for two hours a week and you've run out of stuff to talk about? Yes. Oh, cool. <clears throat> it's probably fun. easier for us just to keep talking in Slack even when we're there. I mean, it'll just be the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love that. Well, we're glad to have you back, man. Makes you like crazy. Yeah, thank you. The thank party's you. going like crazy. It's really fun. Yeah, I have a I have a lot of hotels here the next couple of weeks, so I think I can make this work as long as like you know as long as it's somewhat predictable. So 
We'll yeah. see. Well, next week, it's uh, <clears throat> your first roundtable. Next week. Yes, it is my first roundtable running a thing. I still have to finish the book. I'm not quite done with it, uh, as uh, typical <laughs> for my brand. Um, and uh, I'm almost done. I only got like two hours left of the audiobook. And uh, yeah, Chad GPT is going to be very useful. Let's just say that. <laughs> 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 Write prompts for us. <laughs> Oh, you great. laugh. Let's uh, move on. Uh, move on. <laughs> uh, so uh, what about the guy who does not have to write prompts for next week? Uh, Charles, how's your week been, man? Well, it was good until I realized that AI can replace my biggest contribution to this podcast over the past 200 episodes. <laughs> but um, No, it's been good. It's, it was a good week. Uh, my parents came to visit, which was really nice. It had been too long since I'd seen them. So we just kind of hung out around Charlotte and ate and drank and did all those fun things and um and then since then i've gotten into a new tv show that eric i know you've watched and finished sure. already because you consume yep. media like a black hole of i don't even know um shrinking shrinking on apple tv plus i mm-hmm. i admittedly watched the trailer because of Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is in this show, and he plays a wonderful version of himself. Um, Just the right amount of goofy and curmudgeon-y and exactly probably what you would expect from Harrison Ford. Um, And he's masterful. I think I'm seven episodes through out of the ten. It's Jason Segel, who's um, Marshall from How I Met Your Mother, uh, I guess is like one of the biggest things people know. Forgetting Sarah Marshall... All that good stuff. It is really, really good. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, and it's also written and created by the same folks that uh, made Ted Lasso. So if you're Ted Lasso fans out there, same same kind of tone. Like it's funny, it's a little dark, but it's got a lot of love behind it. I love that show. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Watched six episodes <clears throat> in a day. Like you said, it's crazy. They're only thirty minutes. It's it's not you know a lot of their shows are longer form, but that one is it's very short, sweet, and to the point. Love that, man. Uh, not an ad. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag could be a sponsor. Hashtag ericaetini.com. Let me know. Sponsor. <laughs> uh, Wes, how about you, dude? How's your week? How you doing? Uh, the week was good. I took off um, on Friday. Ended up working till 3, so that was neat. Um, and then I left. <laughs> Sucks. I decided to neat. leave the city. You decided to leave oh. on your day off? Good for you, man. <laughs> Finally. I went down to the coast. Um, the Gulf Coast of Matagorda, and we went fishing on Saturday. Um, we were out there for a good four or five hours, and I caught nothing. I lost money because I paid for shrimp to be put on a hook, and I didn't catch a thing. Um, but wow. my buddy eating shrimp. My buddy caught a fish, and he liked to rub it in my face, and so we ate it for lunch that day. It was fantastic. Um, so I got home on. Uh, on Saturday afternoon, and I called Bethany, my girlfriend, and I was like, hey, what are you doing? And she goes, I am watching Clone Wars. And I was like, <laughs> uh, what? Let's go! <laughs> She's like, don't, it's like, do not um, underestimate my ability to binge. And I was like, holy crap, you're going through the Clone <laughs> Wars. And she, I was like, I can't believe you're going through season one. I mean, you don't even really get good until season three. And then so, yeah. Season so, two, episode five, landing at Point Rain. That's <laughs> <laughs> always the one. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I kind of uh, have that on in the background every once in a while. It's just I had it up on yesterday, and I'm enjoying it all over again. So uh, yeah, I told you she has to watch that first before she watches Kenobi, so she understands. That's big. <laughs> uh, 
That is Such big. a special moment Man, taking Wars. someone you care about through through Star Wars. It's the best, yeah, especially just Clone the best. Wars. That's such a journey too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've not. I need to rewatch. I haven't. I don't think I've watched a single episode of Clone Wars in like two or three years. It seems like. Yeah, it's really fun just to go back. Like, because similarly, <clears throat> I haven't gone to it since probably just a little after season seven got done when we were bounty hunting it, and yeah. it is just such a comfort to go back and to see some of those episodes from way back when. So, uh, hey, if you're listening, you haven't watched Clone Wars, do it first of all. Uh, but if you have. Watch it again. Throw in an episode on your lunch break or something. Remember how good it is and have a good time. Uh, but nothing, nothing in Clone Wars, though, will be as good as the feeling you get from joining Patreon at patreon.com slash utini. That's right. Over at patreon.com slash utini, you can join such noted patrons as Ivy, who became a monthly patron uh, yesterday, Sunday the 26th. Thank you so much. Welcome. Um, speaking of Patreon on Sunday the 26th, Corey... What happened on Patreon oh, yeah. on Sunday, March 26th? I forgot. I said I was going to bring it up. I just like casually dropped and I'm incredibly hung over it. in my intro and then didn't <laughs> didn't follow up on that. No uh, one questioned. Actually, I know. I actually have a just I just a, I have a, a doctor with a drinking problem. That's actually all it is. I mean, you know, nothing else to say. <laughs> You're a drinker no, with yes, a medicine problem. That's right. Exactly. Um that's not true. Uh, yesterday, I, uh, Emma and I, for her birthday and our Patreon event, we've decided to do uh, everybody in Living Force. We all take one quarterly Patreon event because we want to do more stuff for the patron because it's fun to do something kind of out of the box. And and uh, we decided that we were going to watch uh, and drink while watching the holiday special. Oh, man. Uh, we had a lot. Uh, Emma said that she woke up at like 3 p.m. today and was just like dead. And I think I took t- like two or three Zofran last night to keep from throwing up. It was awful. I'm too old to do drinking Patreon events now. Oh, man. That is painful. I just, it is genuinely a mind blowing experience that the holiday special even exist and we watched the whole thing. I don't think I've watched the whole thing in one sitting before. I've seen it bits and pieces, but, uh, it's weird, guys. It's real weird. There's porn right in the middle of it. Like it's it's this whole scene. Yep. Like this, like it's it's very heavily insinuated that this guy's like mm. like showing this Wookiee pornography. He's like, oh, you're gonna love this. Just trust me. Oh, it's real creepy. He's like, just trust me. You're, you're gonna love this. And he puts him. He's like, uh uh-uh. uh. What do, what do you think of that? It's just like, bro, dude. I don't like that creepy uncle energy. It's a real bad time. <laughs> Man, it sucks, dude. It freaking sucks. I just can't believe it exists. <laughs> it's on YouTube. You can watch it. If you're a patron, we're gonna upload. We gotta figure out where we're gonna put it because uh, it's technically like copyrighted, so I can't just put it anymore. Even though the whole thing is already on YouTube, um, yeah. we're trying to figure out. And even where though to put Lucas it. Uh, completely disavows it, it still yeah, it still pay me for it though. If, if you're gonna yeah, right. want it, I know. Yeah, I know. So oh, we got to figure out where to put it. But if you're a Patreon, we will we will find somewhere to put it, and we'll post it on Patreon where you can get to it. So, yeah, good time. Well, we're <laughs> proud of you, man. Thanks for taking that, for taking that bullet for us. So, now, in addition yeah. to that, we do have two <clears throat> Patreon announcements, uh, which is great. We don't always have this Patreon news, but we told you this was going to be a big year for y'all. Uh, so, two things. Number one, for fans of Star Wars archives. Um, our additional show that we put on the Utini Patreon, uh, and then three months later, we release it to the public. Exciting news! As of <clears throat> April 23rd, we're going to be changing that three-month gap between Patreon release and general public release. Going forward, when each new episode goes out to Patreon, the previous episode will then go out to general release, allowing everyone to enjoy the episodes, exclusive interviews, analysis, chaos, uh, much, much sooner. So, 
in order to smooth this transition, we're going to be celebrating the build-up to Star Wars Arca Star Wars Celebration. Sorry, I am reading this. The build-up to Star Wars Celebration by releasing an episode a day for seven days straight, so the week of archives, starting on April or Sunday, April 2nd. So you can take a look at the schedule. You're going to get an Andor analysis with Chris Kempshaw. You're going to get the 2023 release schedule. You're going to get the Lost Jedi Adventure game books and an interview with Paul Cockburn. You're going to get a Thrawn trilogy reaction. You're going to talk about the Rebels comics. You're going to get Force stuff, March Madness. All that to say, keep an eye on your Patreon feeds and your general Star Wars Archives feeds April 2nd and on. And then at the end of the month, you're going to start getting our Archives episodes much faster. So congratulations. We love that show. And for Trevor and Jose, keep up the great work over there. And additionally, we have a community event coming up in April, which is like a couple days away, which is insane. Um, so the Utini Cosplay Showcase. This is an event that's going to be dedicated to Star Wars cosplay and inspired by or steal their look outfits. If you guys are fans of these trends we keep seeing. Uh, we want to showcase the talent in the Utini and Star Wars communities, especially with Celebration right around the corner. It's like in a week or two. Uh, so whether you're in London, whether you're at home, we want to celebrate you. And here's the info that you're going to need about that. Share your work in Discord in the Utini Cosplay event channel beginning on April 1st. Book Madness has been an event channel. This will also similarly be in an event channel in our Discord in Utini Cosplay. Or you can use hashtag Utini Cosplay in social media, Twitter, Instagram, the whole thing. Go ahead and just post your cosplays, and then each week on Living Force and Legends Look Back, we're going to shine a spotlight on some of our favorites and celebrate your craftness. Um, there's going to be a little bit more fun later in the month. We'll get to that. But overall, we just can't wait to see your takes on Star Wars, the galaxy, all month long. If you have any questions, head over to the Discord, DM Timothy. He's running this whole thing. And a special shout-out to our very old Alexander for helping out with the whole idea. Um, I'm very excited about this. Star Wars cosplay is such a huge part of this community, especially around Celebration. Uh, I keep seeing folks talking about some of their High Republic cosplay they're going to be doing. So show that off. Hashtag UTD Cosplay and join the UTD Cosplay events channel in Discord starting April 1st. All right. I think that's all the news that's news there. Oh, wait, no. We have one more, but it belongs in the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. It's the Star Wars Weekly Roundup. All right. Much to our surprise this morning, we got a drop on the Disney Junior YouTube channel where we got the first three shorts for the Young Jedi Adventures. That's right. The High Republic Kids Show that's coming out dropped three of these shorts. And... No, no shade, no nothing. Uh, did any of you guys watch these this morning? Missed it. Uh, I, I, no, I watched part of the, when we were talking about it before the show, I pulled up the video and watched like the first 30 seconds of it. The animation looks fantastic. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. this is fun. We, we, we've been kind of, we were talking about that too before and uh, that's like Star Wars has a kid show. Like this is finally here. It's like a very much a kid show. It's like even more so than like resistance. Like you can look at this yeah. in one second and immediately understand the age group that it's for. And I really like that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's really fun. And I will say, um, so go on the Disney junior YouTube channel. They're like two and a half minutes long. They just introduce <laughs> you to these characters. And I got to say, as I was watching it, like exactly what you said, Corey, like, they know their audience so well, but also the craft in the episode is great. The animation does look awesome. The motion, the color, the, the all the characters are voiced by actual kids, except for Nubs, who's our glorious blue boy, who is, of course, voiced by D. Bradley Baker, uh, <laughs> making weird noises. 
and uh, they're they're doing great. They actually sound like real younglings just hanging out. It's going to be a ton of fun. One of the shorts has a Tuka kitty in it, and it's adorable. So if you have, obviously, young kids, no question, easy, easy. But even as an adult, uh, throw them on. See if they're going to be your thing. Uh, we've talked a lot, and we're going to talk later in this episode, about the odd tonal whiplash we've had with some of the Star Wars shows of, like, who are these for? What does it do? So you don't really know what to expect. I do not see that being a problem with, with uh, the Young Jedi Adventures here. So know what it is. Go in. Have some fun. And, yes, thank you, Timothy. Uh, love on Nubs. Nubs is the future of us, <laughs> and he was most definitely not on Starlight Beacon. I don't care what you say. Uh, so go check that out. Absolutely great time. Uh, but in the meantime, if you're looking for some great Star Wars content before that comes out, yes, Stephanie, I've been seeing you in the chat. We have some stuff coming out, including this beauty next to me. The High Republic Cataclysm uh, by Lydia Kang is coming out next week, April 4th. Um, no spoilers here. I finished it uh, last week. I am interviewing uh, Lydia Kang tomorrow, and that interview will be out, as well as our written and video interviews, as always, on release day, April 4th. Uh, so very excited for y'all to dive into this one. The review embargo is up, so... You can go see what people's thoughts are generally on Twitter. Of course, at Utini, we don't do anything till the release day. We just think it's more fun that way and more fair to you. Have time to get the book in your hands. Uh, but definitely go check this out. This is what it looks like. This is the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, just just for some of y'all, because I know you like this, Here's it's, it's purple. Mm-hmm. It's a purple book. Yes. So there you go. If you take it to Dust Jackets, it's going to be purple. Uh, and I'm very excited to bring you uh, the interview and the review next week. Additionally, this is a bit of a surprise, uh, Quest for Planet X, the middle grade novel by Tessa Gratton, also releases next week. According to Mike Seglain on Twitter, you should read that before you read Cataclysm. Uh, now, review copies have not been sent out for Quest for Planet X, so we unfortunately cannot tell you it's good or not. Um, but if you're going to Barnes & Noble or your local indie or Amazon, whatever it may be, and you're picking up Cataclysm and Planet X... We do have the suggestion from those on high to read Planet X first. Do with that what you will. Uh, and a consistent uh, thank you and shout out to our awesome folks at our release page. Uh, go to utini.com and the release calendar. It is the most updated release calendar on the internet. Uh, even more than Disney books. I'll say it. We're on it. Thank you, guys. Alrighty, before we dive into Bad Batch, as we always do, we like to talk about both of the shows here. Um... But since Bad Batch is the main part of the show, we're doing a flipsy doodle this week. That's a technical term. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Mando season three kept on going. We talked a lot last week about it, and I I will own it. I had some some criticisms that I levied. Um, we talked about a lot a lot of things we liked, uh, but some things were were holding us back a little bit. Corey, you were in chat a bit last week, but would you like to give kind of like a baseline of where you've been on Mando up at, <laughs> until before episode four? Yeah, it, uh, I've, up until, wait, what exactly, how do you want me to cover this? What were you saying? You just want me to talk uh, about so the episodes? Bef- episodes before, uh, the most recent one. So before the okay, Foundling yeah, yeah, yeah. episode, up through the Pershing yes. episode, how, how were you feeling about season three? 
Uh, for the first couple episodes of the season, I felt like the dialogue was weak. I mean, everything you guys said in the episode pretty much covered it. Like, I mean, dialogue has been kind of weak. It's been really wooden. I still think it's a mistake to use a baby as a main character. I still think making all the Mandalorians just be super serious and have very few words is, is, is bad directing and bad dialogue. And it's hard to still tell stories like that. That's where I'm at in generally with the show. I thought the Pershing episode was a cool idea. I thought the acting was again, incredibly, incredibly wooden. I hated the popsicles. It was so stupid. Uh, <laughs> the popsicles specifically looked looked really bad. I don't know what was wrong with it. Like, I don't know. The, the camera like really zooms in on Pershing like the last time he takes a bite of it, and it's so utterly obvious. He's just like putting plastic in his mouth. Like, there's no like dampness or anything on his lips. Like, it just looks. Like like when you're playing with like like little kids and they're like making you food at their little fake plastic kitchen and shit and they like give <laughs> oh you a burger God, and you're like it. nom 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 oh it's so good oh yeah thank you that, that's what it was like to me uh, <laughs> I thought that was exactly dumb um, well, the uh, the other thing that really bothered me about the Pershing episode is the 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 woman character what was her name um, uh, Katie O'Brien's the actress I yeah, always whatever forget the exactly character. so. They literally introduced her character and her name like 45 minutes into the episode, which was super weird. They're just like walking down the tunnel and they're like, oh shit, we forgot to introduce this character. <laughs> we better do that right By now. By the way, I'm blank. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I, I was like, did I just miss her name or something earlier? I don't know. It was weird. But anyway, the concept was fine. I like the fact that Pershing is being set up as a character. That's really cool. I st- this, this season's just weird, guys. I don't know. What's going on? I don't know if it's if it's if it's because of Andor, if it's ruined <laughs> ruined me again, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just very strange. <laughs> well, then on it's that fun. note, let's talk about some paintball. All right, episode four. Oh my god. Um, the fa- <laughs> the foundling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. So so this is the episode. Um, full spoilers here, of course. Um, so uh, <clears throat> this episode started out with. Mando and Bo-Katan uh, being back with the Mando consort, who were doing big fighting practice of shooting blasters into a water where I think a giant crocodile definitely still lives. Um, <laughs> and Grogu learned how to play paintball and cheated, absolutely cheated, <laughs> at paintball um, by doing a triple shot <sighs> when Ragnar McKimmel, or whatever he is, he was uh, down only two one at a time. To zero. And then the kid got grabbed by a raptor. Bo-Katan flew out with everybody to go get the kid from the raptor, saved the kid from raptor, and then came back. And Bo-Katan is like, well, I guess I'm still in the cult. That's what I remember generally. And um, they brought back baby raptors. Brought back baby. Oh, yeah, right. They brought back now there's baby raptors that are in the, <clears throat> the caves and such because uh, they, they saved them because they're, they're humanitarian Mandalorians. Um. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go we around. Don't. Basic, okay, basic thoughts. Basic thoughts. Wes, what do you got? Basic Baby raptors. We don't know that for sure if they saved them. I don't see a lot of food going on around that Mandalorian oh, that's a cave. Great point. By the way, so I mean, fresh oh, meat. Oh God. Fresh oh, meat. Oh God. Come by. Kill <laughs> I mean, the whole. Yes, there was the main part of the episode was Fallon got taken by, you know. Big dragon raptor thing got taken away. They got it back. But the fantastic sequence that we saw was the flashback. The flashback oh of when Grogu was the point of the episode. When God. Grogu was a 
even Thank younger you. baby, I guess. And he was, yeah. he, he was, he was like 25. He's young to mid twenties, you know, he's <laughs> yeah, just gotten his stubble. So he's yeah. been shaven, but yeah, we <laughs> saw, part. we saw, um, the, the emergence of order 66 and how he got out of there. And then we saw yeah. a uh, return him. from Ahmed best, which I was just like, no Keller and Beck, man. Yes. So that that yes. was that was a fantastic uh, drop there for us. But we got we saw more live action uh, clone troopers from in the yeah. cor- yep, the, the Coruscant guard, and then there was I think there was another they one so that good. I couldn't. Remember. It was, they look great. I mean, you could you could so much so better tell, than the CGI. Yeah, yeah the CGI. Even, it looks so much really, better really than good. CGI because I mean, yep. yeah, it really we've does. had a, you know over a decade to to uh, to polish that up. But yeah, the live action clone uh, troopers. There's the there's your cosplay winner right there. Wink yeah. wink. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, I wow, I cannot believe I totally skipped over that part. Uh yeah, that was easily the highlight of the episode. Um I I thought it looked fine. Some of that CGI CGI we, we don't need to retread it, but getting Ahmed back as Keller and Beck canonically I mean, this has to be one of the best weeks of his whole life. Everyone has embraced him so completely. In the episode, um, he got to now be the one that gets Grogu back. Like that, he's yeah, right. now such an important part of Star Wars, and yeah. I, I think we all, everyone cheered when that door opened. I mean, that was that was oh, yeah. one of the highlights. Yeah, some For of these sure. images though they showed like with Coruscant with the Jedi Temple boning. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, that, that looked dope. Yeah. yeah, Coruscant looked incredible. That whole that whole action sequence of the speeders and stuff was phenomenal. Man, yeah. that was just really really good. Yeah. I, that's what this. That's what that's what's so funny about Mandalorian, I think, and why it seems so weird is because the the highs are really really high and the lows are really really low. <laughs> like, it's a wild show. It is it's a wild that show. whole that entire action sequence at the beginning when they, when it, the episode just opens with that. They just walk outside and everybody's like play fighting on this beach and like shooting at the. What are they shooting at? Like what the hell are they shooting at? They're just like <laughs> I, shooting I, I, into I, the. It was I so. <laughs> And when I think uh, I was I was sort of live tweeting uh, into Slack because you know I should probably not be allowed to live tweet anything in my life. Um, but uh, <laughs> I was talking in Slack while I was watching this episode, and when Din leaned over to put the little plastic armrest thing on the plastic <laughs> Grogu, which is a puppet, I thought I was going to lose my damn mind. I was just like, "What is happening?" Like it just looks. It looks like it looks like somebody's putting like armor on a teddy bear, like, and it just it was very creepy. It was Bill Bear. Like it, it just it totally took me out of the moment. I was just like, "What is happening? Was, is he really going to fight somebody with like a gun right now? Are they going to do like <laughs> you know back to back and walk ten paces and turn around and shoot each other? Like that would have been I dope. Oh my god, no." I just don't know where this plot is going. Like, is Grogu gonna be the Mandalorian? <laughs> is, is that gonna be the story? I don't. I'm sorry. I can't. Maybe I he always can't. has been. I just can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. Yeah. Love, love the killer and back stuff. To be positive. Still don't know where to, it's going. To change gears. Yeah. Change gears briefly because somebody's mentioned. Yeah. To be positive for a second. The fight sequence where they're falling in the sky and fighting that dragon thing was cool as shit. Dude. That was really. That cool. was so more good. More jetpacks. I know. More jetpacks. More like shaky cam. That was just incredibly well shot. Well done. Like I was just blown away with that action sequence. That was great. Yeah. All about that. 
All right. Now let's go into uh, the big event of this week, <clears throat> honestly, uh, which is going to be the Bad Batch Season 2 finale. Uh, we are getting a two-part finale on Wednesday in addition to the Mandalorian episode. Set your alarms early, everybody. If we got to watch before work, it's going to be a long day for all of us. Um, but tonight, I would love for us to really kind of go in-depth on this season. Um, we've done these, like, recaps here and there. We've talked about the tonal whiplash. But I really do think in the last few <laughs> weeks, we've really started to see the plot and the technical prowess of the Bad Batch really kind of come to fruition here. Um, especially with this last episode, uh, Turning Point, episode 14. So, overall, um, I want to get a kind of a temperature gauge from you guys going into this week. Um, we know the season's been up and down. We've had our favorite episodes that have been incredible. We've had ones we didn't really care for. We've had some kind of middle of the road. How are you feeling going into the finale? And in retrospect... How does this season look now that we've gotten a little more, like, of the crosshair plot? We've seen a little more of what the finale is probably going to entail. Did that change anything for you? Yes. Yes, yes. I, I would say so. And I think we've all been on the same page about, like, about like this show's main storyline is really good. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, it is still... I guess you could still qualify this as a kid show. So they have done what they do with kid shows, which is... You know, filler episodes here and there. It's just hard. It's hard to. That's why I'm excited for this other project that's coming up. This uh, what is it called? The Jedi Young Jedi thing. The Young Jedi oh, Adventures. Really. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like that's so obviously a kids show, and like it's hard uh, when planning these types of shows. Like, are we writing it for adults? Because there's definitely some very adult themes in this show. Or are we oh, like when he shoots for... the guy in the head in the first episode of this season. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and the torture. Yeah. Uh, the torture yeah. yeah exactly so who's it for is the show for kids or is it for adults like i don't know who it's for and i don't know whiplash is a way to put it but yeah the last i don't know four or five episodes have been really good and strong and the crosshair thing is shaping up and yeah is this the end in of the show have they said that there's a season three they haven't said yet. but it doesn't feel I, like I it's the feel end like it no I, I agree. I think we are unfortunately in that uh, in the Star Wars realm now. Of well, keep we'll keep watching. We'll keep going. Like I Andor know. is the only where I Tony Gover is like, I will kill myself if you make me do another season. He's like, it's two seasons. <laughs> we're going up. Here's the end of the episode. I'll tell you, we're going to the Rings of Kafreen. That's where it ends. I'll tell you. Like I he's know. just like I know. That's I the old like... Tony. We love you. We love you so dearly. Uh, other than that, everyone's kind of like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I think mm. I think there's more story to tell. Depends how many Grogu puppets we sell. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, well, not with wrist launcher. Uh, anyway, Bad Batch, Bad Batch. Launcher. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, yes, Bad Batch. It's shaping up. It really has. Yeah. I mean, I think it was wise to kind of end load it with some of the crosshair stuff. If they were going to um, have to put filler episodes in, I mean, that's kind of strategic on how to bring the audience back in to get them, you know, back in on, on, on that actual crosshair plot to see if he actually turns and all that stuff. But yeah, this past episode, the very end was stolen. The idea was stolen from a 1990s epic Mel Gibson film, Braveheart. He <laughs> was the what, what is the no. what is the the bad the the big bad's name in this? Uh, I forgot his 
Got the slick back Do- here. Doctor Doctor Hemlock. Doctor Hemlock. The Hemlock is actually a gun you can uh, unlock in though. modern it's warfare. It's also a but... poison, Wes, very famously. <laughs> but yeah, it's also a but gun. He, but he's just like he's standing <laughs> over Crosshair, and he's like, "It'll all be over if you just <clears throat> kneel or something." You know, yeah, it's like freedom. It's so like it's so yeah. shout, cried out to me. This is so Braveheart. But you know, totally. we um we got another we got another example of the torture droid, so they bring that in, so it's yep. more pre- more oh, prevalent than uh, in episode four, but they don't so actually creepy. show the needle going in and where it goes, yeah. which is leaves you up to imagination. It. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I love that it. part. That was weird. I loved it, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Charles, where are you on this one, and how you, how is the, the season kind of looking for you going into the finale? Um, I like this one. I like this one. The only – there was a couple of weird things that I assume they're going to bring back. Like when, when Hemlock just walked into the room full of poison gas, I was just like, uh, there's still a lot of gas in there. And then he was just like, ah, oh, I've built up an immunity, an immunity to my immunity. poison. yeah. And he's Great doing the typical villain over-explaining thing, and I was just like, okay, well, something they're going to overload him with this poison <laughs> or something in the finale, and that's how he goes. Because, you know, <laughs> villains have to die ironically, and Hemlock dying by poisoning, that's just too perfect. Oh, right? my so, God, that'd be great. Um, so I enjoyed it. it. I still I like Hemlock, actually, as a, as a character. You know, there's no such thing as a good doctor in the Star Wars universe, so we might as well just make them all. <laughs> whoa, whoa, both- whoa. Quad pop. We all know. We all know what happened in that surgery. Listen, quad paw did not use any sterile procedure protocol. Exactly. All right. Unwashed Man did not even wear paws. gloves for spinal surgery. I'm still not over that, dude. It's it's traumatizing. He wiped his hands off on his <laughs> pants before he started. Um, it's like freaking no, ash. I like this episode, but um, I you know I feel the same way that I think we've all already said. I mean. I almost want someone to watch the season and then tell me which episodes I need to watch. That'll work for me. Um, And that might be selfish. Like, I'm glad that all kinds of people can enjoy these shows, probably all different age groups. But I agree with what you said, Corey. Some of this stuff is so dark. I would just, I would love to know from the creative team, like, who is the intended audience? Just more so out of curiosity because there is enough Mm. stuff where I'm like, man, I wouldn't want a young kid to watch that necessarily. But of course Mm -hmm. that's a judgment call for different parents. And then there's other stuff where I'm like, man, I'm going to claw my eyes out if I have to watch them do another mission of the week with Sid. And it's like, so who is this for? It's like, I want to love it. I really do. And I love a lot of the moments. Some of I actually still that, that really, uh, the first episode with Crosshair, I loved the one where he was on the snowy planet and almost freeze yeah. to death and oh shot God. that guy that Incredible. sucked. Yeah, yep. loved it. Like those episodes yeah, are yeah, so so really so good, <clears throat> and those episodes make me remember that the common misconception is exactly that. It's a misconception. Animation is not for just kids shows it's not just for like little kids stories like it's just a medium and you can tell these really intense important stories uh in that medium and i think they do it and then they stop doing it and then they do it again and i'm it's just enough to keep me on the line you know what i mean but um i i do think they'll stick the landing with the finale because they tend to do that so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep watching yeah it is interesting because you you know like None of us are in these meetings, 
But the reality of entertainment business is that that is a huge part of how you get financing. And, and for creatives, it's like, hi, what's your demographic? What are you aiming to do? What numbers do we have to pull from what different types of households? And I do think this is an interesting look at that, where they're like, we want to cast a wide net. And instead of doing a story that kind of covers a lot of bases, they are just kind of doing this chapters for this person, this chapters for this person, this chapters for this person, this chapters for this person. Yeah. Um, but again, for for I guess good for us, these finale chapters are for us. I mean, these this is our aesthetic. Yeah. This is the stakes are high. There is violence. There is intensity. There is really good character moments. Um, I think this gets overlooked in animation sometimes, but like the acting is very good. Like the yeah, voice acting is great, but so is the anim- the animators of doing like the subtle movements. Like Hemlock's always kind of like rubbing his wrist and like doing all these weird little things that just put you off off kilter in weird ways. Mm. Um, and I'm really enjoying just kind of seeing that evolution. And I think they've really set up something nice. Uh, now, two questions I have for you guys before we get to some predictions on the finale, which is the summit and Plan Ninety Nine. Great titles. Um, Hemlock brings up something here that I believe Wes, I think you mentioned a few weeks ago that you were like, I don't think we'll ever talk about this again. Um, he's like, I need Omega. She's important. Yeah. Um, which Wes was like, we all forgot that, right? Because they dropped that plot line. And you know mm-hmm. what, Wes? They did, but Hemlock did not. Um, <laughs> so it, it, this feels like deja vu like crazy. Why do we think Hemlock needs Omega? Like what like is has all this really been about getting her back at the same point is this a side thing like what wh- what is this I think well, he Sorry, he, he wants omega because of the Kim and Owen that told him that he needed omega right like I don't know if yeah. Hemlock even himself knows why he needs he omega I I think he just knows that he does so I think Hemlock, right, he has been doing experiments on the clones. He's been decommissioning them, right, because he's trying to, you know, wipe them out from the from the new stormtrooper force. But mm-hmm. um, I think he's finding out what he's na- he's finding out that he's not finding out the information he's looking for. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find like some kind of there's if there's some kind of genetic ambiguities between the clone troopers crosshair maybe there's something to do with omega because omega is a clone but she looks nothing like any of the other clones so maybe yeah, she's right. the missing link that he needs to to look for yeah. maybe is, she's a palpatine yeah is this all gonna tie back <laughs> to palpatine you upset me shut the hell up eric you're freaking tired you're just you can't be on the show anymore I'm done. <laughs> that was it oh no Corey's wi-fi is suddenly going out <laughs> oh no no but but you bring up a good point to bring up Palpatine because, I mean, cloning doesn't stop in the Clone Wars era, right? right? I mean, it's right, it right. actually played a really crucial role in the sequel trilogy. Like, we know that they were trying to clone Palpatine. All these people are yep. working for Palpatine. So, I mean, it's it probably has something to do with that, right? Yeah. And she was a medical assistant, was she not? When we first met Omega? Yeah. Wasn't she kind of, like, so. assisting in there? So, I think could she's be some knowledge-based? Kind of like, I think she's some kind of pure... Uh, gene stuff. I think this is building up to like, like because he's pitching to um, 
what's his name? Tarkin at the end of the episode. That's right. right. Tarkin. Yeah, oh yeah, so he's got he's got to go on Tark Tank and, and do his pitch. I know <laughs> exactly. Wow, that's my new show. Where you just well done. That was well done. that was pretty damn good actually. Good morning, Tark. Uh, <laughs> Today I'm looking for fifty thousand dollars in exchange for two percent of my cloning business. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I think they're building up this kind of like a... Uh, market share He's got more hair as a cartoon. <laughs> he does. He does. He looks really... His hair's really pointy, too. Like, what's up with those <laughs> yeah, side wing clone... things, That's dude. just Clone Wars aesthetics. He's, he's got that liver <laughs> spot, though. That, that thing is, 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 always, is always right there. Yeah. Uh, it's not been yeah, that much yeah, time since we saw him in Clone Wars. I don't know why he looks this, like this. Um, hey, man, you saw Obama at the end of his presidency. It, it hits quick, you know? <laughs> That's fair. That's uh, fair. I think we're building up to like a, a genocide type of thing. Is what I was trying to get to. I think uh, I think he's trying to pitch like we're wasting all our times with this, like because he's an evil scientist and he wants to like push his own research and stuff and push his own curiosity and his curiosity just happens to be evil. <laughs> but I think he wants yeah, to um, just evil curiosity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he wants to try to use his gene therapy, poison, magic to figure out how to kill all the clones like in one fell swoop. I think that's what mm. they're trying to build to because. Where are they all, idea. right? Are we going to witness a mass genocide of, cl- of clones in this show? If we are, Man, this um, is really dark. That is you super know what they dark. Do? It is dark. What about that bar? That clone bar that we always go back to. That yeah, like all the, always... They always go and hang out there. and I mean, they're taking them all to Tantus. I mean, that, cause, and that's another part of the, this episode that rocked. Freaking Echo and the squad. Um, uh, I forgot that guy's name. It was like Flamethrower or, or something. <clears throat> yeah, um, it was badass. Like... All those different yeah, like, clone commanders yeah, and shit. Yeah, boarding that, that awesome. ship and breaking them out. I was like, hell yeah, this rocks. This yeah, is they the called show that, we want. They called that ship something cool, too. It was like a leech uh, leech something, like uh, a leech pod or something. Yeah. Oh, they called it something cool. Great names in this episode. Really great names in yeah. that. Um, yeah. But they were like, okay, we're, we're, we're helping them all. And then I love they're actually bringing them back to Coruscant with that senator. Who's kind of giving them safe yeah. haven and stuff like that? So I love that plot line. Again, they're just building that out, which to our earlier point does make me think we're probably gonna have a season three of some sort. Um, just because I I don't think that's that plot line is enough to just start up, have a, cl- a couple episodes about, and then leave. That being said, if like Plan Ninety Nine is the Order Sixty Six of clones, because what's Sixty Six upside down? It's Ninety Nine. So, like, is this possibly the eradication of the clones and why we don't see any clones anymore um, yeah, at all so. in the OT? I think that's what we're building to, and, and Tantus is just God. involved in that somehow, like, because uh. the ultimate goal is to clone Palpatine, right, and right. give him an immortality. That's the ultimate goal. So, yep. you know, I don't oh, know. I don't Jesus. know. There's some there's some really dark stuff happening, I think, with the scientist guy. and uh, yeah. I just hope it. I just hope it resolves in a satisfying way. Where like, yeah. I hope there is a plausible explanation for what happened to all the clones because that is the. Ultimate I think we've thing. just learned that science is science is evil and we should not fund it because this is what especially, happens when you fund science, especially vaccines. We don't like those. Yeah, they're bad. We get it. That's right. That's right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's uh, not true. Yeah, go get I, vaccinated. I think, <laughs> go get vaccinated. But it is. It is interesting though. You know, I'm. I. I I thought of a little bit about that, but I think you're right. Like going the the really hard science angle, because that's more like hard science fiction than Star Wars sometimes gets. It's a little away from the fantasy. It's really towards the sci-fi nature of it. You know, what are we gonna do? Is it? It's a big societal question as well. Like 
clearly society kind of forgot about the clones, so I think there's a lot of stuff moving here. Um, do you guys think that this new, like, safe haven planet that the Bad Batch has been on, is that going to be brought <clears> in? <throat> do you think that the Bad Batch leaves, was it Pabu? Is that it? Yeah, um, I think... Are they going to leave the, there and go I think the Empire is going to show up and kick everybody's ass, and, like... They usually just, do. I know, that's what's going to happen. I will Ugh. say... Since you brought up that planet, the whole idea of doing a massive natural disaster like that was really cool. I think, like, yes, I don't know that, that we've, I don't know well. we, have we, I don't know that we've really seen something like that before, like yeah, a tsunami. I mean, Mustafar like, is the closest, like, but like, yeah, you know, it's very much inspired by like anime, and there's a lot of like tsunamis yeah. and stuff because it's Japanese, because tsunamis mm-hmm. in Japan and Asia countries have been such a big deal, and like. That was cool, though. That was really well done with the water receding. Like, they did it right. I don't know. It's something oh, yeah. that was just unique, I feel like. Like, we got to see this big yeah. natural disaster. Also, they have the worst freaking luck ever, though, that they just land on this they're for like utopian a day. planet. <laughs> and it's, it's, they're there for a day, and then this destroys the whole damn city or something. I mean, it's the worst. Sucks. I hate when that happens. <laughs> oh, I hate when that God. happens. Um, gosh. Yeah, there's just there's so many ways they can go with it. And I think this. this uh, this season is going to be remembered in a few different ways. Again, I think the finale can always change it, right? Like, finales <laughs> to shows, final acts of movies really do kind of define how you remember things. And I think that's going to be interesting in the future. Because, like, we're getting a Bad Batch panel at Celebration. So they're going to probably talk about the season. I wouldn't think they'd announce anything immediately. But <clears throat> the overall community's idea towards a finale really can kind of shift the idea of what the whole show has been. And like, even just looking back at the past, like the season one finale was Camino. Like yeah. that was the finale. And we like, that was one of the greatest moments of star Wars animation history, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think there are some parts of that season that didn't work for us, but you asked me what bad batch season one was about. That's what I'm going to go to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The destruction of Camino. Um, well, when I was going through the up to the beginning of the episode is when they when they leave that planet. Um, I could have sworn that I heard Gregor's voice in one it of was. those clones. It was Gregor. It was okay. Gregor. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. He was okay. on the ship with Echo. Yeah. There. So I, I fi- like, figured like that's who that. Yeah, was. that's I re- him. I remember that voice, and I was like, oh, that's totally Gregor. So get out the ship. We got Gregor, and then like. who's the other one that's with him in Rebels? Wolf. Wolf in Rebels, the... it's uh, it's Wolf. Yeah. Okay. Rebels. Okay. So there's that that trio. So okay. Yeah. Yeah, and let me see, because Wolf wasn't in here yet. Not yet, right. It was... But yeah, Gregor's voice is kind of hard to miss. So I was like, I yeah. know I heard that right. So, okay, good. At least, yeah. at least we're bringing these these main characters that we've seen in, in prior animations or prior shows back into um, mm-hmm. back into the, the, the full story. So I like that. Yeah. Oh, and, and we didn't mention, they saved uh, Hauser, a hot clone. From last season. Dude. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Hauser from last season. Dookie. They are doing a good <laughs> Dookie. Yeah, you're right. The big guy himself. Another doctor, right? Corey <laughs> there you go. You can come and help them out. Oh, man. Charles, Don't do you ever get called Dookie by old people? I yeah. Yeah, it's the worst. You guys yeah, get called okay. Dookie Hauser in, in clinic all the time? Yeah, I had to grow a beard for this reason. And <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, it makes you look so much older. Uh, shut the hell up. Exactly it. Let <laughs> <laughs> borrow some of that grease you have in your hair, and then I can really shape up like an old man, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Touche. <laughs> well-
well <laughs> overall then. <laughs> we're at it. We're, so we're also conceptually at an interesting point in Star Wars television. And I want to add this chat real quick because next, next week we're doing Battle Scars of the Roundtable. The week after that we're doing the Celebration Recap. So we won't be talking about these shows in depth really for a bit. Right now with Mandalorian and Bad Batch, we're in a little more of a mercurial state, I feel like. Uh, at least our show. Everyone has their different vibes and things like that. We, I feel like there's been a lot more waves in these shows for the four of us than in past uh, seasons, I, I think is pretty safe to say. For each of us, what do you think both shows can do individually to really end on high notes and bring us back all around? Um, Bad Batch obviously has the two-part finale. They're on a higher trajectory, which we like. Mando's still a little bit up and down, and we're about... I think halfway through, there's eight total. We're through four of eight. Um, Charles, I want to start with you first. What are you looking forward to, and what can they do to really kind of end Star Wars TV on a high point as we go into the summer? I mean, for me, it's just I really need clear, in retrospect, I need to see a clear vision and a clear story and see it executed. So whether the point is character development or whether the, the point is some sort of plot development or ideally both, um, I really want to see how each episode led towards that thing getting achieved, right? And right now, I'm having a little bit of trouble with that, with the Bad Batch for a lot of the one-off episodes, and with some of the more recent Mando stuff. But again, I think you can stick the landing, because We've watched hundreds of Star Wars things. We've read hundreds of Star Wars stories. It's hard to still surprise us, right? But they can do it. Um, So if they're building to something that maybe we don't know about, maybe we can't see, I mean, a big reveal would go a long way towards towards helping me out, you know, and maybe I mean, Luke in episode two, or season two. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, And just kind of clarifying, hey, this is what all this was for. This is actually, you know, you thought we were building to A, but actually, we were building to be this whole time. Like I, w- I would welcome something like that because if it is as clear cut as it seems to be, then I might feel myself, you know, I don't know, a little bit disappointed. And I hope that's not the case. So I think I'm looking for something really big to happen, something really unexpected to happen that will kind of reshape and launch things into further seasons. Since it seems like that is the direction that we're going. Love that, Corey. What you think? Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat that we need some sort of consistent feeling um like for the for the rest of the for, for the major story, right? I know it's like mm-hmm. these TV shows are supposed to kind of go up and down, but I don't know. It seems like a lot of the Star Wars TV, maybe it's Andor that's made us feel this way. A lot of Star Wars TV has just not had this con- as a consistent story to be told, I feel like, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I I do you know, I've said this before. I do wonder if we are sort of suffering a little bit from, you know, a lack of creative vision amongst more than a couple of people. Like, you know, Filoni and Favreau have sort of driven the boat for a good while now, and mm-hmm. uh, the patterns have emerged, I guess you could say. So I think uh, mm-hmm. Ahsoka is really going to be the big telling telling thing. If they don't pull that show off... You know, yep. I could a lot of pressure. I, I I may start making the argument that maybe these guys should be doing something else for a little bit. Um, yeah, let's mm-hmm. let somebody else have the reins because uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
There, I, I don't know that that Star Wars storytelling has been amazing at at, at telling the plot. <laughs> what is the plot yeah. of Bad Batch exactly? Because every single episode, we get this hunter looking off into the distance, going, "I don't know what we should be doing." Like, are you sure, bro? Because we've had like two seasons to figure this <laughs> shit out, and uh, you're not any closer <laughs> than we were when we first started. So, I don't know. Um, I will. I will say there are like enough little breadcrumbs <clears throat> that. I mean, I I am hopeful and I'm optimistic, actually, because, like, you know, the whole where is Grand Admiral Thrawn, right, with the Ahsoka introduction, Mm -hmm. and then the moment with the Pergil, like, early on in this season, Mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, were you just throwing a bone to people, or, like, is that leading where we kind of think it's leading? And if it is, I just hope that there's payoff in this actual show. Because I yeah, think right, the danger right. that's happening with this whole like MCU thing that they're kind of going towards is mm-hmm. like, yeah, we'll throw you know a little thing in here, a little thing in here, but you're not going to actually you know see that until the finale right. of Ahsoka in another yeah. whole season of TV. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, yeah. there's got to be something important in each individual season that leads to yeah. that big thing that makes all of it feel worth it. You know. Yeah, tell the story because it needs to be told. And I think that's like, when you right. read a great book or, watch, or see a great movie or see a great show, it's like, this story needed to be told for whatever reason, and we made it, and great, had a good time. And as the streaming wars and things continue, we are just kind of pumping out content to pump out content because everyone makes more money, and then the brand continues. Obviously, that is a part of it. But I think there is a balance that we're trying to discover here. Um Wes, what do you yeah. got? And then I'm going to wrap us up uh, and give our, our big reveal uh, from earlier in the show. I, I just got a, a message. so Yeah, I mean, I can't, uh, I can't agree more with what you guys said. Um, I would love for the the last two episodes of The Bad Batch to continue on from what we saw with Crosshair, and I think they're going to do that. Um, I also would like you know, to get at least something. If they're going to do a season three of The Bad Batch, they at least got to give us some kind of clue of why Omega is so special. Or, I mean, maybe she's not. Maybe she's just a clone. We don't, I mean, we don't, I, I want some kind of definitive answer. And saying that for any kind of Star Wars content is not, uh, is not really conducive to, bringing in more content but um yeah. i'm kind of looking for some some continue um continuous plot lines or something from the last episode that we saw the crosshair um arc that we get we're like we're kind of we're kind of uh leapfrogging episodes on these crosshair episodes and we had a really long leapfrog i guess in in the middle of the season but that's kind of what i'm looking towards and i mean even with the mandalorian like I don't know where they're going with that. Give us, they got to They're going to have to do a big reveal to kind of mm-hmm. get me steered in back into it. Or do we just get, you know, Bo-Katan is just part of the crew now. Like she is mm-hmm. part of the, the way now, but I don't think she believes it. So we'll see. Yep. Echoing what you guys all said. Uh, all I want to add on is that I think whatever story is going to be told, I just need it to be told with, uh, with craft. I think very yeah. simpler. Simply, if the dialogue is good, uh, the animation is good, the the lines are written well, um, and the acting is good, I'm in. Um, pretty simply, like I don't need. If you're not going to serve a larger narrative and do an episode where you're separated from it, that's okay. Uh, if all the craft is really, really good, I'm all in. Um, and I think the end of the season of the Bad Batch has been the best they've done all season. That's the time to peak. 
Um, and I hope these two episodes really hit us like the last one did. I don't need it to be death and destruction, but I would like to have a huge emotional catharsis. Um, well, they're not. Mando, they're not reuniting. They're not reuniting. Uh, you don't think so? No. I think they might get Crosshair back. But again, I said this at the beginning of this season. I think if they get Crosshair back, they're losing somebody else. I think I predicted Hunter was going to die at the beginning of the season. But now with this whole Omega storyline, I'm thinking, what if Hemlock just gets Omega? That'd be... You know what? I could see it. And again, if there's a real... If there's a reason for it and it's exciting, I'm all in. Uh, For Mando, I'm really hoping that the wooden stuff for me just kind of picks up and gets good so we'll find out but yeah right now before we go there's a very important announcement to make because an hour has passed and the results are in everyone the utini sudden death book madness bracket uh first of all a huge shout out to everyone who just jumped out and voted within an hour uh 327 votes uh total uh which is pretty good for one hour considering most of these go for a whole day um separated by 23 votes uh so still very close the winner that is moving on to the next round is the han solo trilogy by ac crispin excellent Excellent. well done well done uh (laughs) 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 oh we're all very stoked about it obviously but um Great stuff. Uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for voting. Thanks for hanging out with our first ever live uh, results. Uh, everyone listening later, keep voting in the brackets, of course. We're getting so close to the end. Um, keep keep it going. Get those Twitters. Get those Discords. Get everything shared around to make sure that your favorite wins. Um, but until then, we're going to keep watching these shows. Next week, we are back with Jedi Battle Scars, the full roundtable. Uh, make sure you read the book. It's going to be full spoilers. We're going to go through the whole book. Um, and then the week after that, we're recapping Star Wars Celebration. Because Celebration will have happened! Uh, we are that close, everyone, to the huge slew of new Star Wars announcements. It's it's kind of surreal to even think of it. So, all right. Um, guys, it was, good to be, it was good to be back with all of us. Look at us. Look at us. Hey, hey, look at us. It's good to be back. Corey, I can't wait to see your next <laughs> hotel room background. Uh, it's going to look similar. For next time. <laughs> <laughs> they all do, don't they? Hey, hey, babe. They, the, they all look the same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how adventurous. Um, so to everyone else, thank you for watching. Thanks for hanging out. Um, because that will do it. For this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. Be sure to stay tuned for your latest episodes of Star Wars Archives and join in the Utini Cosplay event by hitting the Utini Cosplay Discord channel and hashtag Utini Cosplay on all your socials starting April 1st. A special thank you to Brian Dooley, Earl Q, Carl Sander, and Zach W. on our Jedi High Council, and James T., Ashley Ingalls, and Chris Carrizo on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Corey M. Heldy. Charles is at C. Hankel. Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for potting the meat tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out. And as always, may the fourth be with There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. 
Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.